This is an SJC Radio production. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to episode, I think it's five. That's episode five. I think it is. Yes. Of series three yeah. of Pit Stop. Uh, in the classroom stroke studio, uh, we've got Ed and Joe. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, that's a bit odd because it is lunchtime. It is. Well, when people are listening, it will be. Evening. <laughs> it will be evening. So, so, we have, so we, shall we pretend it's the evening? It is. Yes. It's, it's live. So we won't talk about. We won't talk about the lunch that we've just had. No. It was quite nice, actually. Very nice. It was nice. Those, those pizzas on the... Do you have pizza? Yes. Yeah, we on do. those sort of baguettes, are they yeah. really nice? They are nice, aren't they? See, I'm not... I have beans. Oh, no beans. Beans I'm, and then you dip the pizza in. I'm not a fan of... What's the, what's the meat on those pizzas called? Pepperoni. I'm not a fan of pepperoni at all, but actually, I, I really like that. Right, sorry. Enough <laughs> to talk about uh, pizzas. Oh, we haven't got Max. Not yet. No, no, no. Oh, not, no, no, he's not at school today. He, he, he's unwell. Apparently, and uh, like last week, this would be a fairly short um, session because Joe and Ed are going off to play cricket, um, and we'll hear about how you got on the cricket after the break. Oh, okay. I'm going to make some predictions actually. So before that, I'm going to make some <laughs> predictions okay. about. In fact, I'm going to make these predictions now. Okay. They're not about the results. More interesting about your your individual performance, All right. Joe. You're going to be caught out a mid-wicket, hitting the ball up in the air. Right. And you, you're, I, I, bit, I'm going to say you'll be on single figures. Four. Because, because no, harsh. no, it is hard because lack of discipline. You will throw the bat <laughs> in frustration. Very hard. Caught mid-wicket. Ed, you're going to score, I reckon, probably about 18. Like Joe, you will get frustrated and you will probably... Yeah, that sounds right. Like and you'll be caught out. I'm going to say probably in the covers, maybe driving a ball that, that, that you shouldn't. I'm determined now. Right, good, good, good. So there we go. There we go. There we go. I well, guess we'll find out tomorrow. We will. Or after the break. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Back on to uh, motorsport matters. I understand there is some news. Some quite. Um, well, I think it's really interesting news actually. Like yeah, yeah. Who's going to go with that? Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so McLaren, Formula One team, have released a. A one-off livery for mm. this weekend's Monaco Grand Prix uh, in the, the the colours of Golf, which are legendary McLaren sponsors. Um, 
Oh, hold on. Lovely light blue. Light blue. Light blue. Uh, is sky it the light blue? blue. Sky blue. Yeah, right. Because, because it used to be light blue and orange. It is. And then, oh, you, saw, you mentioned McLaren. Of course. Um, in the mid-90s, the uh, McLaren GT car. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, that's good, isn't You're it? You're seeing it for the first but, time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the McLaren GT car in the mid-90s, that used a, a darker blue, which, which didn't look good at all. The, the I think light. I should keep this colour scheme. I really like it. I like it. Now, here we go. Here we go. Maybe I'm showing my age here. But those colours, those golf colours, to me, means Porsche 917, Le Mans 1970, 71. So, for, for me, the golf livery is synonymous with, with, with Porsche and Le Mans. But, yeah, I like the colours. I've never seen those colours on a single-seater before. Um, I think it's pretty good. But, yeah, I agree. It looks pretty good. Um, now... There is some other, when I say Formula One news, Joe, um, news about a, a, a former Formula One driver oh, who yes. did rather well at the weekend. Uh, Roland Grosjean. Now, this was the person who you'd said last week, was it last week's show? I, uh, you, I'm surprised. You, you how said poorly. how poorly. I, I think that might have been the first round. You said it was a road course. It was, yeah. Was it a street circuit or a... I think, I, I, I can't remember actually, to be honest. It could have been either. It could have been even. Okay. Um, um, but you but said he, he, he was sort of mid-table, which I thought was quite surprising for the next Formula 1 driver. Uh, he must have been listening to the show, wanted to prove me wrong. Yes. Uh, I'm got, sure that was his motivation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he, he got pole. And more than that. And then he uh, came second place. I think he should have got first place. Some blue flags hindered him. I watched the highlights on YouTube. Uh, okay, I, I said last week I can't watch any cars because they look ridiculous in terms of that, that awful windscreen they've got. Um, but I, I forced myself to watch the highlights. Um, the chap who won it, I've never heard of before. He's very young. I think he's Dutch. I've never heard of him before. But uh, Grosjean was leading most of that. So I, funny enough, I was thinking of what you were saying, Joe, when I was watching. Yeah. Well, Joe's got this all wrong. Here we have Grosjean about to win his first IndyCar race. Ends up finishing second. So I don't I know where that puts him. I think he was a bit in. screwed over by some blue flags from what I gather. Okay, okay. Um, but hey, second place is pretty good. Really good, because especially in your maiden season. Well, IndyCars would be very different to, to, to Formula One. Um, it was quite a busy uh, weekend regarding uh, races. I'm going to go through some of them very, very briefly. Um, the IMSA race from Mid-Ohio. Trouble is with these IMSA races. Um, Eastern time is six hours behind our time. So, unfortunately, you know, when a race starts at 2.30 in the afternoon, it tends to be about 8.30 our time. So, I was watching it, really enjoying it. And would you believe I fell asleep at about 10 minutes to go? So, I didn't actually know the result when I went to yeah, bed. The of doing that. I, swear I know. Well, it, it, but it, it's just because it's in America. Too much paddleboarding. Well, two hours and 40 minutes race. If it's also 8.30, we're getting towards, you know, half past 10. Uh, I know I had to check the next morning who won. But, Minnow Ohio, really good racetrack. I like Brown Satch. Uh, sort of tight and twisty. How many times in the race did they mention track limits? Have a guess. Um, I'm going to say once because you've got a big smirk across your face. Well, I'm, actually, I'm going to say none. You are right. The answer is why didn't they? Why didn't they mention track actually, limits? Actually, maybe, maybe as soon as you went to sleep, sir, it's all they talked about. Mentioned it lots of times. Quite possibly. <laughs> why didn't they mention track limits whilst I was awake? Gravel runoffs. Uh, no, actually. Well, yeah, that, that's a good answer. Um, there's grass. You Rock go off the track amid a high. You get penalised. Well, you're penalised straight away. So nobody gets off the track. Formula One could learn a lesson from that. Racing was really good, uh, as expected. Uh, it was a, a win for the uh, Konica Minolta Acura, the, the car which won the Daytona 24 hours. 
moving on, let's have a look. Uh, we mentioned Indy already. European Le Mans series, I didn't watch that. There was too much on because I was busy watching MotoGP. Um, and this is where our predictions come into it. So let's remind ourselves of our predictions. Joe, jo, very foolishly... I think I said always, live on air... Cotteron. I'm not going to go Cotteron, yeah. not Jack Miller. Yeah, yeah. Guess who wins? First time ever Joe has not gone with Jack Miller. Jack Miller wins. So twice. That, that, twice. That, yeah. The only week. Oh, <laughs> no. There's two wins on the bounce for Jack Miller there. I was way off. Uh, well, you weren't, you weren't. Well, he's hot and cold. But he's got hot and cold. Yeah. And he was hot and cold during the race because Vinales was leading the early stages. It was quite a, what we call a flag-to-flag race. So it started off in the dry. It then rained. They then go into the bits and they, 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 they jump off their bike and jump onto the bike which is set up for the, the wet weather conditions. It's called a flag-to-flag race. Um, Vinales was winning when they went into bits. He obviously had a fairly slow changeover of bike and then he just plummeted down the order. Mm. It's a typical Vinales. And Max, who isn't here, he went for Bagnaia, qualified terribly. I think he finished. He might have finished fourth. Just confirm that. I think he finished fourth. He did rather well. Yeah, um, I went for, I did, sorry, not to brag here, but I did best. I went for Zarko, who finished second. I've made a slight tweak to how we score our MotoGP predictions. And suddenly you're leading. Well, it, almost. It, it, it is entirely to benefit myself. Um, the actual point scoring system I've changed slightly. So if, if you get the win, you get 50 points. If your man comes second, you get 25. If he comes third, 10. I just thought it was daft. That, uh, for example, who got Cosworo? That that you should get the same number of points as me when my man finished second, your man finished third. So basically, I've so these are the I've done the reverse order. The um, I wonder who's going to be the, the lead table. At bottom is Joe on seventy-five points. Uh, then it's me on ninety points. Joe, there's a big gap to make up there. Tied for first is Ed and Max on 95, because you two didn't score, did you? You didn't score. Well, are we including the Formula 1 in this? Yeah, well, this is the Formula 1. Ah. It's, it's oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It goes from Mercedes. No, no. So, uh, I mean, the main reason why I've included MotoGP is an opportunity for me to jump up the leaderboard. So I've gone from joint last with Joe uh, to second place, only five points behind Ed and Max. I will talk about predictions in part two for, I think it's Monaco this weekend. It is. Is that so? Do you want me to do fact of the week? Or do you want me to um, let's have a, well, let's have a quick summary of the, the MotoGP first. So Moto3 was, I'm talking slowly here because I've forgotten who won it. Perhaps you can double check who won the Moto3. I've forgotten who won the Moto3. Uh, Moto2, what, I'm talking slowly because I've forgotten who won Moto2. Moto2 was one by Raul Fernandez. That's the second win this year, and that's this is his first season of Moto2. Raul Fernandez, yeah, expect to find him in MotoGP next year. So he's doing really, really well. Good Moto2, good Moto2 race. The MotoGP, did you see it? Joe, you didn't. Ed, did you I see any of it? Uh, Moto3 is Garcia. Garcia, right, thank you for that. Um, MotoGP, to say it was eventful would be an understatement. Jack Miller, who won, I think he had to do two long laps. And we, we had we had the, the flag to flags. So all the bikes came in, changed them to their wet bikes. Um, just so, so many incidents. In fact, talking about incidents, the talking point over the weekend was a lot of people saying that Le Mans, the, the Le Mans MotoGP um, weekend needs to be moved later in the year because it's very cool in May, it tends to be very wet. They had over 100 crashes over the course of the weekend. 
across all three classes. I mean, well over 100 oh, um, because of the, the, the changeable conditions. Uh, so the race was full of incident. Mar Marquez was leading at one stage and he fell off and crashed. Oh. But I my predict, I made the prediction the other day that Mark Marquez will not win a MotoGP. That was his opportunity uh, and he, he kind of blew it. Um, hugely entertaining. I'm going to give that out of five stars, four stars. Uh, just non-stop excitement. And Jack Miller, you know, wins again. Obviously, Zarco was second place. Michael and third place was was your man, Quattararo. Very good. So that wraps up uh, the race reports from last weekend. Joe, do you want to go on to your fact, fact of, the of the week? week? Yep, sure. So my, my one's related to 2021. I thought I'd do it before it would become in, invalid uh, yep. the, after the Monaco Grand Prix. So yep. I, I'd assume it will. Um, because... I'll, I'll turn it to a slight question. Who do you think has led the most laps this year in F1? Oh, okay. Let's have a think about it. I'm going to say Verstappen. Verstappen has led, Verstappen, led yeah. more. Yeah. Considerable difference. Really? Just under double. Hamilton's, really? Hamilton's led 75 laps. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Verstappen has led 144. Because actually you were saying the Six last... Six away from double. So the, 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 the pattern is tended to be that Verstappen leads most of the race and then... Yeah, well, happened in Spain where Verstappen was leading up to like the 60th lap and then yeah. got overtaken. He led the whole of Imola. Um, he yeah. led yeah. quite a bit of Bahrain as well. So it doesn't really surprise That's me. an interesting stat, isn't it? That the championship leader has led... Did you say, was it half the laps? The yeah, half the laps of the championship. That's very and number three, Bottas... Uh, number third is Bottas. Really? He's only led, he's only led 19... Oh, so basically nobody else has led a race. Yeah, right? so it's 144, 75, Hold on. So nobody else has led a lap. Nobody else has led a lap. Oh, uh, no, and Perez has led a lap. That's it. It's only been yeah. Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, Perez. Oh, it's Bottas. And Bottas and Perez have only led 19 and 13, respectively. It's a sign of the... Yeah, dominance? The dominance of, well, of Hamilton, and I guess you could say Verstappen as well. Um, actually, something I should have mentioned earlier, and this, this is leading on from something that Max, Max mentioned, a question he asked me two weeks ago, and I talked some more about it last week. Here we go. So I keep on going back to this. The 1986 Formula One season, talking about Team Lotus, um, the drivers were Ed and Senna and Johnny Dumfries, and yeah. we talked about how Senna didn't want Derek Warwick in the team too because he felt that it would be too competitive. Um, I was watching a video the other day about the biggest mismatches in Formula 1 in terms of teammates. And the first one they mentioned, would you believe, was Senna and Dumfries in 86. In that, in the 86 season, Senna finished fourth with 55 points. Guess how many points Johnny Dumfries scored in the same car? 12. Ed? Uh, seven. Three. There we go. Wow. So... You can see why Senna wanted Dumfries as his teammate. Mm -hmm. yeah. 55 points to three. He's no challenge to Senna's position as the number one driver. Now, what's interesting, I was talking to my brother about this. We went to the 86 British Grand Prix. We arrived there Saturday evening. In those days, you could go into the track. So we were in the track at about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, opposite the pits, you could see all the you know, football cars being prepared. Um, and apparently, my brother remembers that they were showing the film Grand Prix. If you see the film Grand Prix, set in the late sort of 1960s, they're showing that on the big screen. So I think we were in the grandstands at maybe sort of 11 o'clock at night, uh, watching the film Grand Prix on a big screen above the, uh, the pit lane at Brands Hatch. We also went to the bar called the Kentigan. And what was interesting, uh, my, my brother remembers this, 
When we went into the bar, obviously people were a little bit, you know, had a bit to drink, were quite rowdy, and the the, the punters were chanting anti-Senna chants. I obviously can't repeat them. This is a family <laughs> show, but I think what's interesting. What's interesting about that is that Ayrton Senna in 86, certainly in this country, wasn't very popular at all. Uh, I imagine that was partly to do with the, the business with Derek Warwick, not allowing him to be his teammate, but also Senna and Mansell had a number of incidents, um, which actually led to fisticuffs on, on a couple of occasions. So Ayrton Senna, I know obviously people remember him very fondly now, but back in 86, he wasn't liked by the British crowd at all. So there we go. Yeah. Very good. Now, um, Let's have a think now. We're going to have to probably wrap it up there because yep. Joe and Ed are off to their cricket. Score more and than single figures. Well, we shall see. Hopefully. Uh, so <laughs> Hopefully. After the break, we'll hear how Ed and Joe did. Hopefully, they're going to prove me completely wrong. Uh, so we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Welcome back to part two. Now, the first thing we're going to start off uh, with is the cricket. Uh, and I think my predictions were wrong. Joe, did you score single figures and were you caught at mid-wicket? No, I was out LBW, skidded on a little yeah. bit more, didn't bounce as much. I scored seven, 16, I think, 17, 16. Runs were quite hard to come by because it stayed low. Yeah. And then I had a few that then just bat up. Okay. Very nice, but wicket keeping, I also got two somethings and a catch. That was quite good. Sounds like a man of that performance. Ed, what about you? Well, what did you get? Uh, not I predicted late teens. What did you get? Uh, four. Oh, and how are you out? Well, I think some dodgy umpiring and. Um, it was clean bold. Uh, we Nothing to do with the umpire. Um, bold. Yeah. Um, I'll explain to you after the shot. Oh, no, 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 no. Explain now. Did you play a rash shot? I didn't, actually. Oh, okay. Um, the previous ball umpire should have called an O-ball. Right. Called it a wide. Um, so, obviously, I thought the next one would be uh, a free hit, which you oh, can't get out on. Uh, well, uh, you, you assumed it was an O-ball. You assumed it was a free hit. You played a rash shot, obviously. I, it wasn't even a rash shot. I just missed it. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, bowling, but bowling. Oh, yeah, bowling. bowling okay. I took three wickets. Oh, okay. There we Not go. Very many good. Ones, so. Okay. Mixed performance. A mixed performance. Um, Joe possibly ran out of the match. Right now, here we go. Um, we're going to go on to Tom's quiz answer. No, 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 no. Don't give us the answer because yesterday, Joe, I sat down. I, I wrote down uh, the question. I listened to our show again. I wrote down the question. Um, now, I, I'm going to give you my answer, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Right. My answer is it's the Isle of Man. Right Correct. or wrong. Now, now, I thought I was right, so I'm not surprised to hear that. The only trouble is my my work my working out, I'm, I'm not sure is 100% correct. So I'm going to tell you how I how I got that. Yep. Um, you said it was the was it the land of the hairy? Yes. Well, I thought, hold on, hairy bikers. Hairy bikers. <laughs> Yes. So that, that was right, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Huh? It refers really? to the first inhabitants of the island, which were initially Celtic, and then Vikings came in under Scottish rule. So what, why land of the hairy? Because they had Vikings, long hair. Vikings, Long hair. Yeah. Oh, I just thought hairy vikers. Did they come for the Iron Man? Well, well I don't know. <laughs> no, no, but we said land of the hairy, hairy bikers, land of the bikers, it's got to be the Isle of Man. 
Okay. I'm going to say that I got that bit right. Now, well, okay. <laughs> the next bit, I've, I haven't got fully right. Isabella takes the turn. Now, I'm thinking that's some sort of anagram of Isabella. You're shaking your head. The word isle is in Isabella. Am I, am I right with that? You're not. Oh, okay. Explain um, that. Isabella, it's Lady Isabella, uh -huh. and it's a laxi wheel. It was built in 1854 as the largest water wheel in the world. So oh, Isabella takes a turn, water mm -hmm. wheel turn. 72 foot in diameter, and was constructed to pump water from the lead mines below. Now, I cheated slightly on the next bit. It said, where tinfoil means nothing. Well, I went on the internet and did tinfoil, Isle of Man, and the only thing that came up, there's, there's somebody whose YouTube channel is called Tinfoil. No. And that was it. Um, foil means is an anagram of Isle of Man. I beg you. Is it? Yes. Oh, foil means Isle that's, of Man. But th that's two separate words. Tin foil. Yeah, well, so, means... so is the Isle of Man. Isle of Man is three words. Yes, that's true. Um, hold, on, then... hold on, hold on. Foil means is an anagram of Isle of Man. Or yes. Or... Foil means is an anagram of Isle of Man. That, that, was, that was quite nasty. Uh, I got the first thing, ah, but this now, one I had no clue. No, 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 I got this. Uh, Tinfoil means nothing as they have their own language. Manx is Manx, their own language. So I got correct. that bit right. And, and then whichever way uh, they get thrown, they land. Well, I was that, thinking of, hold on, I was thinking of, the only thing I was thinking of there was, was the little toy from the 70s called the, the, the Weebles. Weebles wobble, but we don't fall down. Obviously, that was completely irrelevant. No. no. Uh, no? Oh, you, you are joking. Not closer. I'm not. Really? Do you know what their flag is? Yes, it has it's, the three it's, legs. It's the three legs, yeah. Yes. Um, whichever way you throw me, I stand. And so Tom didn't want to put that in because it would be too obvious. Right. But as the idea is, wherever you throw me, I'll still stand up. Nothing to do with the place where the wee balls towards the made. No, but okay. no, but pretty pretty close. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, no, yeah, the same yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. So excellent. Now, I got the first two, but th this Isle of Man one right. got me completely. These well done are this very. One. That was incredibly cryptic. Right. Have we got the next clue? Yeah, I've got it ready. Yeah, okay, Ed. It. Uh, do you want to take a drive? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be working in pairs, as this location is going to be hard to spot. Is that is that a clue? This is part of the clue. Right. Work in pairs this week, as this location is going to be hard to spot. Where the old is new, roads cross and nothing stops. Is that it? That's the clue. Grab oh. your passport. This week we are flying. Ah. This journey is going to take six hours and we're going 475 miles. Right, okay, well that could be anywhere. It's obviously abroad if you've got your passport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I will... So this is from the Isle of Man, not from... Right, I Boston. will sit down later on in the week uh, and, and do what I did this week and write, write it down and, and, and get thinking and about And also, that. 475 miles is normally going to be a direct route. Right. So you could probably work out what is 475 miles away from the other man. Yeah, excellent. So much to think about uh, for next time. Yeah. Uh, and moving on, uh, we haven't got Max with us. So what we skipped, should we skip the quiz questions for this week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Ed, are you are you ready for your Who Am I? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so it's just it's just, it's just Joe and I. Yep. So we got ten questions. I will get the ball rolling as normal. Um, are you alive? Yes. Are you European? Yes. Okay. Are you retired? No. Current racing driver. Uh, is, it, is it? Ooh, is it driving? If you guess a name, you're out. Yeah, you? I know. Right. So it's um, going to be a. Uh, are you a F1 driver? Yeah. Right. Okay. You're it's a current F1 okay. driver. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to get this easy. We've got six questions okay. left. I'm going to say, are you Italian? No. 
There's only one Italian. Oh, was that? I know it's one person. Sorry, sorry. Um, Are you Spanish? No. So that's Germany, France, Britain left in. Are you a... Have you won a world championship, former world championship? No. Well, we've got three questions left here. So he's a European. Yeah. So we can rule out Hamilton. Yeah, we can keep George Russell. We've got Verstappen. Valtteri Bottas, Verstappen. We need... We need a question which we've got only three questions left. So are you from sort of North um, no, 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 area no. or well, well, look, what about if he's won a Grand Prix? Okay. It's your okay, time. is it my go? Okay. Um, have you won a Grand Prix? I have. Okay. Right, I'm thinking I'm thinking Verstappen, Bottas and Verstappen. So that eliminates Russell. What nationality is Gasly? Gasly's French. I've got two questions. Right. So we've got Verstappen, Gasly, or Bottas? I've got to think of a question which... Mm. Um, oh, this is really difficult. I've got, I've got a question. Okay. Has your teammate been a world champion? Current teammate? Uh, yeah, yes. That's a brilliant question. No. Right, so it's going to be Gasly or Verstappen. One question there. Okay, well, in which case, you, it's one of those... Okay, I'll oh, ask. Hold on, do we think it's just those two? Well, I can't think of any others oh, that have won a race. What about... That has won a race. Leclerc, well, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc. We've had him earlier on in the series, so it makes sense for it not to be. You've got, you got one question to ask. Okay, I'm going to ask, is it Pierre Gasly? It is. Yes. Good. Wow. Good job. That was yeah. the 10th question. It was. That's most impressive. There we are. Very good. Excellent. Nicely right. done. Impressive. Very good. Um, this weekend, actually, it's not that busy a weekend. Uh, we've well, got... Well, you've I mean, probably it, got the biggest race in all of motorsport. Well, I, ooh, well, well it's not, it's not Le Mans. Say? It's not Le Mans this weekend, is it? <laughs> it's not Indy 500 this weekend. No, but it is the Monaco Grand Prix. Because we didn't have a Monaco Grand Prix last, last we year, did we? So no. it's, it's been a while. Um, I imagine there'll be spectators there. Um, well, they'll always be looking from their balconies, won't they? So, uh, yeah, I, I'd assume so. Yeah, it will be a bit odd, yeah. Strange if there weren't spectators there. So, um, we'll come back to that. So we just mentioned the fact that I think it's the first round of the World Superbikes from Aragon. It's also the second round of Formula 2. Uh, right, okay, Formula 1 uh, predictions. Uh, the good thing is that Max is going to score no points. So we um, will probably leapfrog Max well, hopefully. the table. Right, okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I will. Uh, Verstappen wins. Right, okay. Well, because it's downforce, obviously it's the street circuit, yeah. and Red Bull are suited to that. Um, we're going to go Hamilton number two. Yeah. Uh, P3, we're going to have Lando Norris. And putting in lots right. of things. Don't okay, be yeah. Ed? And just signed a new deal with McLaren. Has he? Ed? I'm going to go Lewis win. Ooh, yeah. I thought Spain are a bit... Better for you, set this three. It's yeah. Good thing. I like the thinking there. I um, like the thinking there. P2 has to be Max. And P3, I know it's boring, but I oh. can't see it being anyone else apart from Valtteri Bottas. Hmm. I can. Right, okay. i got to think here. Because it's going to be Hamilton. We know it's going to be Hamilton or Verstappen to win, because every, every race. Oh, I'm going to go for Verstappen for the win. Good. I'm going to go Hamilton second. I'm going to change it slightly, though. I'm going for Perez third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, the best, you know, funny enough, the best for Monaco Grand Prix I've seen, or one of the best, 
And it was quite a few years ago now. It might be, two, I don't know, early 2000s. One year they had a rule where you couldn't change tyres. Couldn't. You, you couldn't. You couldn't change tyres. And it was the first time ever in Monaco where at the end of the race, some people's tyres were completely shot. What did that result in? Retirements or no. overtakes? Overtaking. You never get overtaking in Monaco. It's the first time ever in the dry, you actually saw genuine overtaking. And I thought, what, what a great rule. No tyre changes. Do you know why they, they dropped that rule? Pirelli didn't like it? No, it was because there was a race at the Nürburgring, and I think it was Kimi Räikkönen was leading, and his tyre um, sort of exploded on the start finish straight with a few laps to go. And I said when that happened, I bet you they'll ditch the rule about only you know, using the ones of the tyres. And sure enough, next race they changed it. Great shape, that because it was the oh, first I like time the tire strategies. I like them. See, I don't at all. Leave the tyre strategies to endurance racing. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the best Monaco race uh, I've seen. Um, don't expect it to be a thriller, because Monaco... I mean, it's Monaco Grand Prix, though, so it's, it's going to be good. Dull race, I don't, I don't mind. The qualifying well, is always great. Well, what it, it is the most important, important qualifying session of the year. I mean, pole position, you're pretty much guaranteed to win, uh, unless there are exceptional uh, circumstances. If you can get pole and you can get to Sandoval in the lead. Yeah. Uh, unless your pit crew mess up, because I think Mark Webber, a few years ago... And Ricardo. Was, yeah, and well, perhaps it was Ricardo, I was thinking of, where it, it was just, just uh, I think... Chaos. Well, I think his, his team got it wrong in terms of going to pit, uh, basically lost in the race. It's all about trap position. Now, which means, Joe, when it comes to pit stops, because trap position is all important, how many pit stops do they tend to do at Monaco? One. Just the one, because you have to do at least one, don't you? Mm. Uh, it's all about trap position. You do the one, doesn't if you're incredibly slow... You can't really overtake. Nobody can overtake you. So, um, you know, it's funny. If somebody came up with the idea today, let's have a Grand Prix in Monaco, it, it would never, ever happen, would it? If that if that was a new idea. Mm. It would never happen because, you know, Not safety so alone. <laughs> run off, isn't it? Um, so it's, I think they call it, do we call, what do we call it an anachronism? It, it's sort of almost an event which belongs in the past. So it's quite good in a way that this event carries on. Carries on. Um, because of Monaco, hey, here we go. You make a mistake, bang, in the wall. So that's the bit I like about it. It's not, you make a mistake, you, you, you exceed track limits, you come back on the track as if nothing has happened. Monaco, error, bang, you're out. So that, that's what's good about it. So... Uh, And of course, Formula 2 as well. Yeah. Formula 2. Second round. Second round. Well, it just... Is it just the... How many races do they have? Do we know? Three. They have, and they're going to have three in Monaco? Uh, I imagine they will, yeah. Really? Okay. Seems Don't see why not. Okay. Right. Very good. So, um, we will update the league standings uh, next Lots week. Race is finished. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Okay. I think I think that, that wraps up uh, uh, this week. So, uh, until next week, it's goodbye for me. Goodbye from Ed. And goodbye from Jeff. This was an SJC Radio production written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well